Hi there. Welcome to episode 85, Physical Detox and Boundaries. Are you a Weeble Wobble? Welcome to week three of Balance and Boundaries. I hope you have continued to enjoy the exploration of self. We've been building upon different information that will help guide us more into our ability to create healthy boundaries, but also do so in a way that we have an underlying buildup of empowerment and strength in self and recognizing not only how healthy it is for our full body system to pay attention to our values, to our inner wisdom and inner guide, but when we start to incorporate that into our life, it also creates a vast difference in a lot of different ways as you've been learning and will continue to learn through this series. With the awareness we've been building in values, and then last week we really talked about the felt sense and I gave you some information and tools to start trying to gather some of your internal inventory. What does it feel like? Maybe some of those environmental things that I had mentioned where we can even feel that stagnation or heaviness in the air, or I gave the example of the jumping bean and how we might even feel that in the energy fields around us. But also noticing what it feels like internally, that internal personal radar, the felt sense that we have that has lots of wisdom. And you might've noticed, the camera is not really showing that part of me um, here, but uh, you might have noticed also in the last video when I was talking about that, I'm kind of like have my hand on that area. And that's because that is associated with different parts of our energy body. So we have the sacral, which is below the belly button, about two inches. And then we also have the solar plexus, which is right below the, the breastbone. And in those areas, the, the lower sacral area, it's where we hold a lot of our emotion storage related to anxiety, depression, even addiction cycles. Also things like trauma, our own and past generational trauma, habits that we can get into. If you think of addictions, addictions are habit-based. So that sacral area holds a lot of that where we need lots of healing to take place to offer more light and space, which we're going to talk about a bit today. It also is connected to different areas in our physical body. Our digestion is a big example there. Our liver and kidney functioning, lower back area, uh, muscles and ligaments and all kinds of things that go on there just as a small, tiny example, but it also is the seat of our creativity, our, a bit of our intuition. We have, you know, some, some guidance here, but also, you know, if you've heard the term your gut feeling, that's where that's coming from, because there's this light of this inner wisdom that we've been talking about in the sacral area. And it's also our creativity and our interpersonal intimacy how we connect through intimacy in a healthy way and through love in a healthy way. Yes, love is very heart-centered, but think of all that I just mentioned there that is in that area in our energy body. And then the other area, that, that solar plexus area there, that is our self-confidence, our self-esteem, our kind of house of empowered strength, uh, the the light that really kind of helps to keep us guided in self and all that strength that is there. So when you're honing in and you're tuning in and you're developing and embracing that relationship with inner guidance, inner wisdom, 
it's recalibrating all of that. It's helping to create this, how I was mentioning before I kind of went down that there, it's developing this underpinning of empowered strength so that when you are incorporating boundaries in your life, it feels very natural. It feels very empowering. And also you move into a place of assertiveness, which I'll talk more about communication styles probably uh, in the, the fourth part of this series, but assertive communication is where we're not being passive. We're not being passive aggressive. We're not being aggressive. We are standing firm in our boundaries and our truth. And when you're doing all this work in developing understanding of values, what does that look like for you? What does my felt sense look like? How does it feel in my physical body? How does my environment feel? Then you're developing some of those tools within self because you're developing that relationship. In consideration of this, we all are different. You know, when you think about the things that you've been learning and values, the things that you've been learning about your felt sense and gathering inventory there, you can imagine how your inventory is going to be very different than anyone else's. The information today is the same. When you're starting to develop boundaries and you start to actually implement them, our bodies go through a detox. We go through a physical, emotional, and spiritual detox in the body. Please note that when I use the word spiritual, I am not signifying any type of specific organized, non-organized religion or anything else. I'm talking in a very broad sense, and you can tune the word in in whatever resonates for you personally. But it is a detox of all of these systems that we have within us in our human form. When you think about the notion of detox, many of us might be aware of if we give up a food or substance, for example, the detox situation there. Two examples, sugar would be a food and alcohol will be the substance of example because both are things that many people are highly familiar with, whether in personal experience or through maybe the experience of someone else. Sugar is in a lot, maybe many more food items that you take in than you realize have sugar in it. They have come up with a lot of different ways to name sugar, corn syrup, many people know that, but there's so many different, what they call it in the ingredients. So you really have to even educate yourself on all of these different names of what sugar is even called in order to really detox yourself from sugar, for example, unless you're really just eating a plant-based uh, diet, then you know sugar will be maybe in fruits that you're eating, things like that, but it's still natural sugars versus the abundance of sugar that is in a lot of foods. Even like, for example, um, I know that I've probably mentioned this in a different format that you have maybe uh, seen me or heard me in, but fast food, I assure you, is not healthy. I might have even mentioned that last week. Um, if your body's craving fast food, it's not really because it's craving something healthy. But as an example, a lot of fast food, like French fries, has sugar in the French fries. Do you, if you ever like made homemade French fries, I know, maybe not a lot of people do come eat that stuff, but we don't put sugar in it. I, I make homemade 
French fries. Usually it's sweet potatoes or carrots if we want to get specific here, but that doesn't matter. Either way, you don't add sugar, but they will put it in everything. Why? Because sugar is highly, highly addictive. So if you've ever tried to give up sugar, you know the physical detox that I'm talking about. The physical detox in the body, but also emotionally, people go all over the place with their emotions when they're detoxing off of sugar because the emotions are going through this detox too. Mentally, mental fog, confusion, tiredness, uh, lots of stuff there, even in the mental part of detox of sugar, body detox, craving, the craving cycle, and trying to break the habit, even if we have a dedication to you know, a commitment to, to getting rid of sugar in the diet. So you might be aware if you've tried something like that about this detox I'm talking about. And then alcohol will be another one. If you're one who has a relationship with alcohol and you stop that relationship with alcohol, even if it's for people do like 30 day things, I'm not a drinker of alcohol. I drank alcohol in my past. I uh, definitely did that. I have addiction history in my past that I am honest and open about, but it's not a part of my life anymore. And I'm grateful for that for a multitude of reasons. But whatever your choices are in life, your choices are. If you choose, though, to you know, get rid of that substance from your body, you will go through a detox. Even if you do like a 30, there's like 30 day challenges. I guess that's where I was going with that. There's like 30 day uh, dry October, I think is one of them, or I don't even know what they're called, honestly, but there's things like that. So you can even go through like a 30 day situation that you're trying to detox from alcohol and you will notice the detox that I'm talking about here. When we are establishing healthy boundaries in our life, we will also go through a detox. We'll go through the detox in those energy centers I was mentioning there. The whole body is going to go through a detox experience. Some common examples here. We will start to notice that, and again, this is like when we start establishing healthy boundaries and the establishment of healthy boundaries starts trickling out. We start noticing the small changes and elements when we start doing these things for ourselves. And then when we notice the benefit full body, we want to incorporate that even more. So the trickle effect begins to happen there, the ripples of change. But with the detox, when we start establishing these boundaries, which I'm going to, you know, we're going to get there, um, just these are some steps. But when you start putting them in place, this detox of the body system will start noticing that we have less toleration and acceptance of mistreatment. And this is mistreatment, both a giving and receiving. Some of us might be the givers of mistreatment to other people. But when we start noticing aspects of self, we become less tolerant of ourself with that thread or part of self. You know, if we're spicy, if we're unkind, if we're judgmental, uh, when we start noticing what healthy boundaries look like, we start seeing shadow aspects of self where we're like, oh, okay, that wasn't very kind what I just said or what I just did because we're detoxing. So it's the giving or receiving of mistreatment, the past progressive. So what people like to call sarcasm is often passive aggressive conversation, dialogue or statements condescension. It's a way to change the balance of energy in the room to hierarchy of feeling, you know, like, let me kind of push it down a little. Uh, it's like, 
when people say they're funny and they use humor at the expense of someone else. If someone else has to be used in your joke, then maybe you're not actually funny. Just gonna put that out there. So how are we in the giving and receiving of treatment towards others? And when we start noticing boundaries, we start becoming a little bit more aware of when it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel comfortable. We will also notice different cleanses in even our physical body. When you think of those energy centers that I mentioned there, I mentioned about how the sacral area below the belly button is connected to digestion. And oftentimes when we are doing this recalibration of our energy body in awareness, so values, what was my felt sense, I'm going to pay attention and hang out with my inner wisdom, get to know myself, well, then we're detoxing. And so we're changing the calibration there, which is going to leave more uh, room for light. It's like it lets more light in there. It's giving us more balance. But to allow room for the more light energy, then we have to detox. And that can create even some digestion difficulties for a bit of time. A lot of times you might get uh, some lower back pain or even uh, pain in your feet. These are often the areas of energy cleanse, I guess, is the best way to put it. I'm trying to be mindful that a lot of you might not have any awareness of energy therapy. And so I'm trying to kind of not get too deep into that without having a platform that a prerequisite for this course of, you know, having to have other courses with me of energy therapy. So I'm trying to keep it on surface, but just think about the energy body's cleansing when we are changing healthiness for ourselves, when we are tuning into our values and our felt sense, we are honoring our inner wisdom. We are giving ourselves grace and honor of us, of who we are. And so when we're doing that, we're, we're detoxing, we're cleansing, we're letting go and healing the aspects that are not serving us there. So digestion and physical body can be areas that you know, can be impacted or affected there. It's not like it lasts, you know, for an exorbitant amount of time, but just know and allow compassion, love, and curiosity towards self that that can be part of the process. It's not like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? Very natural, very normal, even increased anxiety, because you might be moving into boundaries that you've never established before even if it's a boundary for self and habit breaking. Another thing that you will notice in the detox process here is that when you're going through this, you also will start noticing that you move more away from self-sabotage behavior. Because again, you're giving yourself more divine grace. And when we do that, we start to notice when we're, we're trying to move ourselves away from that and that self-sabotage when we get in our own way, when we block ourselves, judge ourselves, put ourselves down, uh, devalue our worth and what is available to us. So when you start establishing healthy boundaries, you start noticing self-sabotage move away. It no longer serves you. You recognize it's not something that you would like in your, in your own healthiness with self. You also will move away from silencing your inner wisdom and inner voice. So often we silence the voice of our soul until we, as you started working on last week, start hanging out with ourselves, start collecting inventory and noticing that we have a whole abundance of inner wisdom. So you'll move away from self-sabotage 
And you'll also start tuning in further instead of tuning away from that inner wisdom and inner knowledge. This all takes practice. It all takes patience with self and remembering that this might be something completely new for you. It might be something that isn't even something that you're aware of or has been established in your own family system. And all of that is okay. Having compassion towards yourself in the process will allow you to move through it in a way that you are never surrounding yourself with love. And maybe that's even something you've never felt before. Because all of this starts, as I said, opening up space, right? The detox opens up space for more of this light, but it's removing weights from the shoulders. You will feel like you're moving through life, not as heavy and not as feeling weighted down to the ground. You will also notice the foggy mind starts to clear. I'm going to post two, they're actually old episodes. Uh, I haven't even done my podcast for a bit, but they're old episodes of my podcast. They're two different guided meditations that will also assist you with what I'm talking about here in the energy body of clearing fog. But when you're stepping into these boundaries and stepping into healthy boundaries is stepping into love for self, healthy boundaries are called healthy boundaries for a reason. And when you're doing this, it's lifting weight. It's also clearing that mental fog because it's lifting or almost removing the cloak. So often, as I mentioned last week, we can feel like we're in a hypnotic trance. We can feel like we are just moving into situations that we know aren't healthy. I remember I was in a situation before and I heard myself telling myself, this is not sustainable. This is not healthy. And then would find myself saying, oh, what are we going to do later? So we can like even know and still move away because we're not letting ourselves tune in, pay attention and respect what's there. Even if we're aware that it's there, we can even hear ourselves be aware. And I've, you know, been tapped into this work for a very long time. And I can even in my life at times get misguided. So just try, if you notice patterns for yourself, not to further judge yourself, not to, how could I have let this go on for so long? Why did I do this to myself? Those why questions, right? Like I said, at the end of last week, I'm saying these why statements. Well, maybe it's because the inner defensiveness might come up in self. Judgment is not necessary here. Even judgment towards the individuals that you might end up setting healthy boundaries with in your life. It's not a needed aspect. It actually might stir us away and move us more into shame, guilt, obligation. And when you're doing this and you're moving and detoxing and you're lifting this weight and you're clearing the fog, you're allowing you to be your primary person in life. You're allowing you to notice this inner wisdom, this inner guide, and all the love that is there for you when you further embrace this and let it guide you into moving more into a healthy place with your own self. That's where we start to have that clarity. We start to have the comfort and the awareness. And compassion towards self is that primary part where it's, you know, when we start 
how I said no judgment towards self or others, when we start noticing that maybe we have to shift and even change relationships in our life in establishing boundaries, it's not about judging where the other person is. They just are where they are. I mean, we can't change other people. Compassion towards self in healthy boundaries allows us to still have compassion for maybe the fact that that individual is going through pain and suffering. Maybe they have past trauma. Maybe they have addiction. Maybe they don't have the tools, skills, or awareness to move into healthiness. I mean, the list can go on of where the other person is at. But compassion towards self lets us have compassion towards any or all or any other situation that might be, you know, something on that list. But recognizing that does not mean we have to, to stick in the orbit of their energy. We can have compassion towards their circumstance. We can have compassion towards their situation, towards their hurt, towards their pain, towards their trauma, towards their addictions. And in that still recognize that it's important to set healthy boundaries and that it does not mean that you have to hold space for that individual as they work through that. You might need to completely cut off the relationship. That doesn't mean that you're not compassionate towards their suffering or circumstance for this week in terms of tools. What we're going to do is actually just turn up the volume here a bit more. The volume that's related to our values, that's related to our felt sense, and then starting to put it into a bit of practice. Slow practice, right? As I mentioned just a moment ago, we'll get there to the implementation. Small steps will help you build the platform so that it doesn't feel so shaky, like those weeble wobblies. <laughs> Many of you might not have any clue what I'm talking about. There was this toy back in the day when I think it was maybe when I was small, maybe it was when my daughter was small, had my daughter pretty young, uh, 17. And so sometimes I get mixed up of like, is it my toy <laughs> or was it her toy that I just really enjoyed playing with too? Cause I was, you know, kind of young, uh, the weeble wobbles, weeble wobbles were this toy and they'd go side to side, but they don't fall down. There's a whole song about it. So the weeble wobble, we might feel weeble wobbly. And the more we do slow and steady, then we can ground ourselves and have a foundation and boundary setting that we're not the weeble wobble. We can kind of feel grounded and rooted in the earth. What you're going to do is you on week one, in that week in between, you notated what your top three values were. So top three values. And then the last week in felt sense, you notate what your top three personal radar things were, your indicators in whatever came up for you. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your top threes, your top three values, your top three personal radar indicators, and then have a bit of reflection in those two areas there and come up with a boundary that you would like to establish in your life. This can be in terms of lots of different categories. So it could be a personal boundary, something related to a habit. It could be a relationship boundary, something that might just involve uh, saying no when you find yourself saying yes, all the way up to having to maybe cut ties in a relationship and, as I mentioned, get out of their energy orbit. We're all connected energetically, but we can remove ourselves maybe from the close orbit of others if it's not healthy for us in our life at this time or maybe long-term. So it can be a boundary 
for personal self and habit, a relationship boundary, or maybe a responsibility boundary where you find yourself taking on, taking on, you're on the back burner somewhere, don't even know what your needs, values, wants are anymore. And you just find yourself saying yes, saying yes, saying yes, taking on more projects, your plate's over full. You're not sleeping because you got to stay up for a bazillion hours to even get anything done as much as you keep taking on and you still say yes. So maybe it's a responsibility boundary. It could be any of those things, whatever feels right for you and make your selection there. And then what you're going to do for the next week is 15 minutes a day. I know that might sound really long for some of you, 15 minutes a day. If you feel like you don't have 15 minutes, try to like you do a little scanning of your day. Where can you collect 15 minutes? You might find it on phone time, social media, things like that. Uh, even if it's, you know, you're watching a series on TV, you know, maybe watch two episodes instead of five, whatever it is, right? If 15 minutes, if you can find 15 minutes a day, one week, just do this for one week, 15 minutes a day. You might even want to try to make it the same time of day if you can, because habit creation is a great thing to uh, just get us going on stuff. And habit creation is often around the same time of day. If you ever try to quit smoking cigarettes, uh, you might notice that it's more psychological habit. You know, oh, I smoke a cigarette as soon as I wake up, I smoke a cigarette with my coffee or I smoke a cigarette after I'm eating or before I go to bed or whatever, psychological habits. So use psychological habit creation to create healthy habits too. So 15 minutes, if you do it the same time of day, it can create a bit of a habit around it. And what you're going to do during that 15 minutes is you're going to just find a nice quiet space. It could be like a meditation type space. I will put a link below also on an episode on creating sacred space. If you'd like to listen to that, I will tell you that people uh, have, since that episode has been out, it's been out for quite a long time, but a lot of listeners, so my podcast, they're not time sensitive. So I get new listeners all the time that start at the beginning. So I get a lot of feedback or messages about episodes that have been out for a bit of time. And the episode on creating sacred space, I've heard from many different people that they create the spaces in their home, but also in their office at work. Many of us might be working more of a hybrid model now or even working from home, but if you are working from home, I do highly recommend creating a home office space. It can create a lot of difference in focus. So if you have a little nook or space that you have for your office space at home, you can even create a secret space there. So if you have something like that, you can use the 15 minutes in that type of setting, or you might just find a space that adds just a little bit of comfort, silence. You want to try to spend a bit of silence with self. It could be in nature. Silence in nature is beautiful because you have nature happening around you. Yes, there's noise there in nature, but it's animals and birds and all that kind of stuff. So they're a great balancer and, and guide for self, but also the earth energy can be really guided and grounding when we sit with ourselves. whatever feels good for you. Just this isn't something you want to do when you're driving or like, you know, bopping around in your brain or doing other things. So try to have 15 minutes time with self on this boundary that you ended up selecting that you would like to incorporate or implement into your life. During the 15 minutes, what you're going to do then is you know, maybe you start with just telling yourself internally in your mind, stating the boundary of what you want to put in place. 
And then you might have to state it a few times just to kind of get your mind present. You might have your eyes closed during this experience, maybe even connecting to your breath for a few cycles, just letting your body kind of drop in and be present there with you. And then what you're going to do is sit with whatever comes through. And notice the difference between busy monkey mind. So that might just be like random thoughts. Oh, I forgot to do that. I got to do that later. I'm kind of hungry. What was that noise? That kind of thing. That's the monkey mind. If that stuff comes through, simply notice, allow it to float away and come back to self. 15 minutes, you might drop in. You might just start connecting with your breath. You might just start, you know, releasing some body tension. You might have this intention that you repeat in your mind a few moments about the boundary. And then if the monkey mind or distractions come in, then just let it float away in a cloud, down the river, on a leaf, whatever feels right for you, and then come back to where you were at. And you might have to come back a couple of times and the first couple of days for each 15 minutes, it might be you just you just keep trying to come back and there you go. And here I am again. And that may be the whole 15 minutes. And that's, you know, it's okay. It takes practice. But what you're going to then start to notice is different feelings. You might notice different emotions, but you might also notice that's thunder. So, you know, you might notice thunder, right? Like what's thunder indicate? Lots of stuff. You might notice... Um, different feelings. You might notice different things like that, like thunder coming through to connect you with cosmic energy and all that that stuff brings. But you might also notice different uh, mental memories come through. So different images pop through or memories come through. You might notice different body sensations. So energy shifts in the body, anxious energy or comforting energy even if you start to kind of notice different things pop up of what it's going to look like and feel like when you establish this boundary and have it in place because you might have different things come through. Some of it's going to be, ooh, you know, around whatever you're trying to establish, like the feelings you have around how it feels when it's in place. And then some of the feelings might be around that light that you're opening space for. What happens after the detox? What does my body have in that energy space there of light energy? So notice what you notice in the 15 minutes. And then, you know, maybe set a timer so that you're not thinking of time. So when your timer goes off, you've sat with yourself for that 15 minutes and then just start taking some notes for each day. I know this sounds like a lot maybe, but it's really not. So you might look at 20 minutes here total. So during that the note taking time you could do it in whatever format feels right for you but just a a little bit of a guidance of what people have noted in people who've worked with me one on one and we, and I've done this with the note taking that seems to be really helpful for people is to do it kind of like in a a bullet point form or something like that like a list type of category and sometimes people will do separate lists, like what did I notice in my physical body, my emotional body, my spiritual body. Spiritual, again, can mean different things for different people. So just allow it to be whatever language works for you. Uh, you might even have certain language in your spiritual practice that aligns with the light energy versus dark energy or heavy energy that I'm talking about as well. So just tune it in and use the language that's right for you. 
and just start collecting some inventory. So after the 15 minutes, just do some note taking. Just try not to be too selective of grammar. It doesn't have to be super wordy. You're just, you're going to remember just from a word or two of what you jot down. It doesn't have to be like a story, but just start notating. And then after a week of doing this, you're going to have some great inventory that you've collected around this boundary you'd like to establish. And on the underneath, the subconscious work that you're doing is you are building so much strength that you are building like an excitability energy around it. You're starting to taste it. Like what does life look like and feel like within this new healthy boundary that you're going to bring into your life? So tune it up. Let yourself feel, let yourself get to know you. You are your biggest personal guide. And the more you get to know you, the more you're going to see how your life begins to change in a lot of ways. Because as we're moving, detoxing, and creating space, and we're bringing in more light because we're allowing more space there for it, frequency exchange, you know, you're changing your vibration, which changes the frequency exchange of what is around you. So enjoy your practice this week, and I look forward to continuing to build on this with you next week as you move more into balance and boundaries in your life. Talk to you soon, my friends.